You're listening to the Christian Music Blog Podcast, session number 14. Welcome to the CMB Podcast, a podcast designed to serve people of faith who make music. If you're looking for practical and inspirational ideas to help you in your musical craft, then look no further. ChristianMusicBlog.com is all about helping you think differently about creativity through eyes of faith as you learn how to establish healthy musical habits and disciplines, fueling your creativity and making you more prolific for the glory of God. And now your host, Nate Fancher. Hello, everyone. Here we are, episode number 14. Super excited about this week's episode. I have Wisdom Moon on the podcast today. Wisdom is the founder of AllAboutWorship.com. He hosts two podcasts, one in particular is on songwriting, which we'll talk about. And um, yeah, so we talked about a lot, and it's today's feature segment of the Christian Music Blog Podcast. That's right. That's what this is. The CMB Podcast is a podcast designed for people of faith that make music. You heard it in the opener of the episode. We are all about the conversation of music making through eyes of faith. We get theological. We get philosophical at times, and we get practical. Um, We hope to get as practical as we possibly can. And um, if you are a Christian musician... And by that, I simply mean a person of faith who is musical. Uh, then there are a lot of things to talk about with regard to your worldview of music in general and your creativity and how it relates to the mission of God, the local church, and et cetera. You know, I, I invite you to join us in this discussion, especially if you're just getting into the podcast for the first time. Thank you so much for listening. And I, and I want to say thank you practically and give you an opportunity to join our email list. So I invite you to do that by going to freemusicgift.com, freemusicgift.com. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Zune, or just subscribe to that regular old RSS feed. Um, Head over to christianmusicblog.com and look for a link at the top of the page that says latest updates. Click on that and you'll find a blog post at the top of that thread that says subscribe, rate, and review. Now, Now, this will only apply if you're listening to this episode before June the 15th when the site goes live. If you're listening to this after that, then you'll see right there on the main page a a big podcast button, and you can click there, and you can see all about it. Um, This way, you won't miss out on any episodes. I encourage you to subscribe, because by subscribing, you'll get new episodes automatically every time a new one goes live. It's awesome. That's the coolest thing about podcasting for me, is um, I can just subscribe and go check to see what the latest thing is and, and not miss out on anything. It's not like your typical broadcast, your radio show. Um, This is truly podcasting at its finest. So whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you use, uh, you'll have each Friday's new episode the moment it goes live. So that's uh, christianmusicblog.com. If you're listening to this right now before the site goes live, uh, just click on latest updates at the top of the landing page. Okay. One main announcement before we get into the conversation with Wisdom. I've got something I'm totally stoked about and I want to share it with you. Uh, Of course, the new site, christianmusicblog.com is going to go live on the 15th of June with a very special launch episode from Robbie C. of the Robbie C. Band. And uh, also, from June 15th to July 15th, we'll be doing a very special launch giveaway. So between June 15th and July 15th, we'll be blitzing the internet to promote the launch of the new site. And uh, the more that you promote the new site, the more chances you'll have in winning a great prize. And here's what the prize is, okay? A $200 gift certificate to Sweetwater Music. So now, as a person with a long list of gear that I've been saving up for, 
I, I know that 200 bucks is going to go a long way towards something. Um, in fact, in today's show notes, I'm going to list a few items that you could easily get for 200 bucks that will definitely serve you in your music making journey. Um, so yeah, I, I want to, we want to spread the word. I almost said I, and I, and I want to actually say we, I'm inserting this, this is off the script here. We, I, when I say we, I do mean you and me. We are truly a community. It's been awesome to dialogue with folks uh, via email, on Twitter and other places, and um, as we talk about all of these things. And so we want to spread the word about CMB and what's happening. And when I say that, I really do mean we as you and me. Um, so June 15th to July 15th, um, the more that we promote this site, the more chances you'll get in winning that gift certificate. All right, Wisdom Moon is doing a lot. He's a songwriter, a worship leader, a podcaster, a husband, and a dad of three. And, and that totally inspires me, by the way, because I have one son, and I'm, I love my kid. And um, when you become a parent, it just changes your life. And he's, he's juggling a lot of things. Um, he's the founder of allaboutworship.com, a website committed to resourcing worship leaders in the local church. It's providing high value to musicians, songwriters, and leaders. Uh, in this interview, Wisdom and I spoke about this personal, um, we spoke about his personal story, how All About Worship was born, his thoughts on the worship music industry, an opportunity for you to help with the victims in the recent tragedy, um, the tornado tragedy in Oklahoma, and we talked about several other things. So I'll wrap this up on the other side of the conversation with some link reminders and some other thoughts moving forward. All right, here is my conversation with Wisdom Moon on the 14th session of the Christian Music Blog Podcast. It's great to be here with Wisdom Moon, uh, founder of All About Worship. Wisdom, thank you so much for, for joining me today. Thank you, Nate, for having me on the podcast. Yeah, man. Um, you are, in my mind, a podcasting pro, so to have you on the <laughs> on this podcast really means a whole lot. But um, I just thought we would first start with uh, you just sharing with us kind of your personal story and, and tell us maybe how you how you came to faith in Christ and how that led to you uh, leading worship and writing songs and um, and all that you've maybe done up to this point. And then maybe we can talk after that about the website and, and all that you're doing there. Sure. Uh, well, I was... Uh born into a church home. Basically, I grew up going to church. My mom was a huge prayer warrior. She still is. And I remember um, going to church in Korea because uh, that's where I lived until when I was nine years old and going to like overnight prayer meetings with her and sleeping, you know, on the pews. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't actually until middle school that I gave my life to the Lord. And uh, actually heard the gospel really for the first time uh, and realized that I'm a sinner in need of, of a savior. And before that, I had heard all the Bible stories and, you know, that God was just kind of like a Bible story to me. And um, I never made it personal until that point. So, but I've always loved music and I was always a music junkie. And, you know, I would, every time I had some money, I would go out and buy like cassette tapes, you know, back in those days. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And uh, yeah, my parents gave me a hard time for doing that because <laughs> I would, I was a big Christian music junkie. So I bought 
all the you know tapes like Carmen, BB, and CC Winans, you know Twilight Paris, and all those guys. You know, Take Six, um, yeah. and I'm sure some of the listeners won't even recognize any of those names. <laughs> but, Take Six, um, man, they were awesome. I actually, when I was a kid, I would record my own radio show on the tape recorder. And then I would make my own mixtapes and eventually CDs, you know, compilation CDs and cut out little um, pictures of the artists and put it on the CD cover and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so music was just always a part of my life. Um, And I just kind of started writing music even in, I think, elementary school. Um, Horrible, horrible songs that, you know, I burned (laughs) later (laughs) on. But yeah, that's kind of how I got started, I guess. That's fantastic. So um, now All About Worship is your the site that you founded. Um, now, was that site, I'm actually asking for my own purposes because I'm curious, was that site before or after the podcast? Uh, it was actually after the podcast. Okay. So um, I actually started the podcast around eight years ago. And what had happened was I was putting on an event uh, back in California where I was living. And it was a big outreach event at an amusement park. And I had invited Daryl Evans, um, who wrote the song Trading My Sorrows, um, to come and lead worship for it. And I was, you know, hanging out with him and like going to um, dinner and stuff with him and his band. And his band was recording like conversations on a digital recorder and just, you know, kind of like laughing and having a blast. <laughs> and I was like, what are you guys doing? And they said, oh, we're recording a podcast. And I had no idea what that was. That was like the first time I heard of the word, you know, podcast. And so and they so tra- what, what year was that? When would that have been? Uh, um, yeah, I think that was probably eight years ago. Okay. I'm guessing 2005-ish. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. So podcast was like just invented the word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they tried to explain to me and I didn't really get it. And then um, like that Christmas, um, I got an iPod as a present. So being the you know techie that I am, I, I love new technology. I was, you know, playing around with it and discovered these podcasts, you know, started listening to them and then realized, you know, there's not really any podcasts out there for worship leaders. Um, I think there were a couple of them, and so I twisted my wife's arm and started the podcast together, <laughs> and we would just talk about worship ministry and also ask people to submit questions. Mm. So I think the first month, uh, we had 100 listeners, and because it was such a new thing, we were like in the top 100 Christian podcasts at the time. <laughs> <laughs> because there were 100 podcasts at the time. Yeah, probably. exactly, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> No, that was a, that's that's the perfect time to have started. That's awesome. Yeah, and then the website kind of followed after that, and mainly it was just uh, to post the show notes, and then later developed into more resources. Yeah, very cool. Well, why don't you share with us the the vision behind it? Maybe I mean you've shared the story, kind of how it started, but I mean now it's certainly a a um, it's it's definitely a top worship um, destination as far as the internet is concerned. You know, for folks oh, to go you. get resourced and and to to listen to interviews and to, and to find out what's happening in the world of, of worship music. And um, so, I mean, it, maybe you could just share with us the vision behind the website, maybe where it's headed and, and what you'd like to see happen with it in the future. Yeah. So, I mean, really my vision has always been to um, connect with people all over the world and 
Um, I love collaborating with people. So I've always been, you know, the one to reach out to people and try to meet new people, especially in the worship world, you know. So really, it's really simple. You know, we're here to equip, encourage, and inspire worship leaders and worship teams. Um, so we provide a lot of resources, you know, um, articles, and uh, even uh, we started doing a worship collective, uh, which is basically a compilation of songs from various uh, songwriters and artists. So we do that every few months. Um, and of course, the podcast and um, just a lot of we try to provide a lot of free stuff on our website because there's you know tons and tons of churches and worship leaders out there who don't really have a budget to buy you know the, the training kits and resources so we try to keep most of our stuff free um, and try to be global as much as possible so we even have like a section on the website where we've translated um, or volunteers have actually translated articles into spanish um, and so we get visitors from, you know, all over the world. And that's really our part and our vision is to equip, you know, worship leaders all over the world. That's awesome. And, um, you know, tied to that, you are very aware of what's happening um, in, in terms of uh, the worship ministry landscape out there. Um, what would be some things that really excite you on one hand? And then maybe on the other hand, what would be some things that might concern you? as you, you know, you see a lot of things. So mm -hmm. maybe you can speak to that. Um, I would say, you know, it, just seeing what's happening now is really exciting, you know, with worship music and, and you know, ch music in the local church. Um, and I would say what really excites me is seeing more and more songs coming out of the local church instead of, you know, coming out of um, professional songwriters sitting in a room together for four hours which there's nothing wrong with that, but there's something really special about seeing songs come out of the local church. So, you know, and, and just um, the fact that there's more resources and accessibility for the local church to, you know, start their own label or publishing company and put out their own albums. So that's really exciting to see, yeah. you know, and just all the tools that are out there right now um, for people to get the, their music out, you know, to the public and to the world so um and as far as um concerns um i would say i've had this concern for several year, years and, and that's just everybody jumping on the worship music bandwagon <laughs> and you know everybody and their mother um putting out a worship album you know yeah. bands like rock bands who you would never think you know, like even wrote worship songs, all of a sudden they're coming out with worship albums. So that's become like a thing to do, you know. Yeah. And uh, labels are seeing it as, you know, man, this is a big money making machine. Yep. So, yep. you know, they're basically having everybody, you know, throw out a worship album out there. So um, that's that's kind of like a scary thing to me. You know, I feel like we're in danger of taking the calling and the responsibility too lightly when it comes to worship music and worship leading, you know, it's kind of looked on as anybody can do it. You know, if they're an artist, they can be a worship leader basically. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there's more emphasis on the artist, you know, or the band versus um, the one that we're worshiping and the actual songs, you know, uh, and, and even just looking at the K level awards recently, you know, just this past week, 
which, you know, I have nothing against the awards, but it's interesting to me to see that the male artists, <laughs> artists of the year is, you know, Chris Tomlin, female artist was Carrie Joe, you know, worship leaders, you know, at heart, um, because that's just how huge the worship movement is right now, which is a awesome thing. But at the same time, we got to be careful to not, you know, commercialize it too much. That's really, really true. I, um, yeah, actually, la- the last episode of, of our podcast, we had a guy named Matt Tinsley on, and um, he's he happens to be a worship leader at his local church, and um, but he's really done a, a great job at at um, drawing this boundary between that and then what he does as an artist because he really mm-hmm. feels called to folks who wouldn't know the language of worship songs, and so he's just a a great singer songwriter who's playing mm-hmm. and, and out in pubs and in coffee shops and. Uh, and um, to me, it's just really refreshing because he he didn't look at his worship ministry platform as something to to um, commercialize and, and, and monetize, mm. if you want to use those words. And, um, yeah. you know, had he been someone that's really called to, to that, then it would have been clear. But I think that's really insightful, man, because I wonder if most people can really tell the difference between a guy like a Chris Tomlin who's who's very genuine and he's clearly mm. called to be a worship leader and a songwriter for the church. A guy mm. like that, and then there's a guy like Matt Carney who is very called uh, as an artist and he's mm-hmm. writing songs and, and on the road and he's in, he's in general market radio all over the country. And, mm-hmm. um, but he's, he's not writing songs for the church, yeah. uh, but yet it's all worship, you know, mm-hmm. um, in, in the big sense, but yeah, that's really very insightful. So why don't we uh, talk a little bit about your single, you are my hope that you wrote with Chris Olson. Um, sure. I'm unfamiliar with, with who Chris is. Maybe you could help me, know who that is. Is he someone that you, you write with regularly or is he an artist or? Um, Chris, actually, I met him when I moved to Kansas City um, a few years back. And he's actually a part of the All About Worship leadership team. Um, we have, I think, close to 20 like contributors, you know, that help with All About Worship on a regular basis. So he's one of the guys and he's a songwriter. So we get together. Um, I think that was actually like the only time we wrote together, actually, <laughs> and when we worked on that song. Uh, so uh, he's a local worship leader here in Kansas City. And so we, you know, chat on a regular basis and well, we decided, hey, let's try to write together. So we uh, got together and um, it was a song that I had started um, originally on my own during a rough season of my life where there was a lot of uh, uncertainty and a lot of, you know, just discouraging things happening. Um, so I brought that to the table and we worked on it and God opened the door for us to get it recorded professionally in the studio. And we had a, a singer on there by the name of Kennedy Goins, who is an amazing singer. I've actually never met her in person, <laughs> but <laughs> she's a friend of uh, a good friend of mine, Sean Hill, who uh, produced the song for us. So okay. um, we're really pleased with how it turned out. And uh, with just what happened, you know, recently with, um, you know, the tornadoes and all the victims and things like that. We actually, um, we've had the song on noise trade for free, um, ever since we, you know, released it. But, Mm. um, since that event, we have, we've actually decided to give the proceeds to, um, helping with, you know, the victims and things like that in Oklahoma. So I think till June 30th, we're giving all, all the tips that come in 
to go towards um, the folks in Oklahoma. Man, that's really cool. And, and what a what an appropriate song for I mean for it. You know what I mean? It's it's like yeah. When you said you wrote it personally, and, and I'm and I know that it was for you as well, but it's like God also knew that you, He would use it in the lives of people in Oklahoma. So mm-hmm. not just through the song, but even through whatever uh, comes in on Noise Trade. That's really really awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Speaking of noise trade, um, why don't you um, share with us maybe some tools? I mean, it can be anything from iOS apps to um, <laughs> DAW, you know, digital audio recording, mm-hmm. workstations, uh, anything, websites, whatever whatever comes to mind, maybe that, that some musicians and artists don't know about that, that could definitely benefit their, their ministries and, uh, and their own stuff. Um, I would say for songwriters, um, I would recommend, you know, co-writing a ton, you know, it's a great way to uh, grow as a writer. And, you know, people, I think maybe don't co-write as much because um, they don't know people locally who write songs. Um, So two great tools that I've used and I use a lot um, is Google Drive or also known as Google Docs Mm. and also Google Hangout. Um, or you know Skype like we're using now, uh, because the great thing about Google Docs is that you can actually open a Word document, you know, in Google Drive, and um, in real time see what the other person's typing. Yeah. So you can co-write together and see what you know what both of you now, are seeing. Do you have so so? Do you have Google Drive open and maybe a Hangout going on simultaneously? Like yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and you can do that with Skype. So those are free tools, you know, that you can use to co-write and, you know, hang out (laughs) online with people. (laughs) So, uh, and another, um, great resource is Paul Balash's website and he has tons of DVDs and books and things like that. And his website's leadworship.com. and he has stuff on songwriting, worship leading, you know, worship band related things. So um, he's got tons of great resources. Um, and also for artists, I would say Noise Trade, like we were talking about, which is a place where you can upload songs and give them away for free. And if people want to, they can leave uh, tips. And the awesome thing about that is you can collect email addresses through it. Mm-hmm. And basically we do this with All About Worship Collectives. Uh, we give out the album for free. Some people donate money, but we collect email addresses and we get thousands of email addresses, you know, every time we um, put it out there. Mm. And, you know, kind of depends on, I guess, how much followership you have online. Um, you may not get thousands of downloads, but you may get a, you know, a couple hundred or something. But mm-hmm. it's a great way to build, you know, a right. fan base that way. So. That and also, I guess SoundCloud is a great app too, because um, you can have it on your phone, your iPad, online, and you could even use it not just to share music with the world, but also just to record um, song song ideas. You know, as you're driving or something, all of a sudden you have a song idea, you can record it to SoundCloud, make it private. You don't have to share it. So mm-hmm. it's a great way to, you know, not lose those ideas and you can go back. And same thing for an app like Evernote, you can do the same thing. You yeah. Know? So very cool. Yeah, it's it's incredible the the things that are at our at our fingertips these days with regard yeah. to tools and 
And uh, there, there really are no excuses if you think about it. You know, back in the day, <laughs> you know, 15, 20 years ago, it would have been different because the gatekeepers, you know, the, the A&R executives and the, mm-hmm. the big studio owners in town or whoever, you know, it was all, the power was in their hands and now it's just yeah. really pretty much the, the, yeah, the, the, what is, what is the phrase I'm trying to think of right now? <laughs> the playing, <laughs> the playing field has been leveled. Is that right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. So very cool. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have some links to all these things in the show notes for this podcast. And, um, you know, I wanted to actually also, I, I don't know if I included this in our, in our pre-interview discussion or not in our notes, but your songwriting podcast. Now that's fairly yeah. new. Why don't we talk a little bit about that? Um, I know a lot of the folks sure. who are listeners to the, to this podcast are, are writers as well. And, and, um, let's promote what you're doing over there and, uh, and, and all that's happening there. Yeah, sure. It's called the Songwriters Cafe, and you can actually go to thesongwriterscafe.com and uh, you can get the link to the podcast and stuff. But um, I actually launched it in the beginning of 2011 and had a hard time kind of keeping it consistent and keeping it going. It's a monthly podcast. And then I had to step down from it uh, because of just so much things going on at the time and I had a couple of other people hosting it and they had to step down. So it was kind of, um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the term pot fading, but it pot faded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but we actually resurrected it last month uh, in May. So it's back up and I am hosting it alone solo this time. So I don't have to deal with, you know, trying to um, coordinate schedules with somebody and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I want to try to really keep it consistent. So it's a monthly podcast for Christian songwriters. And I interview various uh, songwriters from all over the world, both indie and signed. Um, So this relaunch, this resurrection podcast um, features Catherine Scott, which is, um, she's a integrated music songwriter. Uh, phenomenal songwriter. So uh, she's on there and each month we'll feature various songwriters uh, from different perspectives, not just worship, but also maybe rock or, you know, pop and things like that. So Mm. yeah, um, I would love for everyone to check it out. Yeah. And everyone go over there and leave him a rating and review. So that's uh, the songwriterscafe.com. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, those iTunes ratings and reviews are, are very helpful for podcasters. So everyone listening, yeah. go over there and and leave him a five star rating and a great review and uh, and learn how to write some songs. Why don't you tell us, Wisdom, a little bit about your songwriting process? We have a few minutes left here. I thought maybe we could talk for a second about how that is fit fitted into your life. At, at you know, you're you're a very busy guy. How do you fit songwriting in? Um, I would say uh, I don't really have a process. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, just to give you an idea, like I help manage or manage um, about 24 social media accounts um, because I also help a couple of Christian companies with their social media marketing. Um, And, you know, I'm managing some websites and blogs and things like that. So um, there's a ton going on and my brain's just all over the place all the time. (laughs) And I've got three little kids. (laughs) Awesome, man. Um, you know, to make time for songwriting, to be honest, is a huge challenge. Yeah. I love songwriting. Um, I've written a lot of songs, um, but I would say right now it's taken a, a break. I think the last time I wrote was maybe 
three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I have friends who write every day, eight hours a day because they're staff writers. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that I don't uh, I don't I don't get that world at all, man. I can't imagine <laughs> doing that. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I would say I'm doing really well if I'm writing one song a week. You uh-huh. know? Uh, but I love co-writing and um, I hope to do a lot more of that, you know, but it's the whole coordinating the time with, you know, the one, the person you want to co-write with. That's yeah. a challenge too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, you know, when I write my songwriting process these days is um, watching my three kids my, while my wife is cooking or out or something and, and getting my guitar out. And, and trying to write while the three kids are running yeah. around or trying to come and like strum my guitar, you know? <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. We have a, um, we have one, one kid. He's actually tomorrow is his, uh, one year birthday. So, Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, um, I totally understand. I mean, I, and, and then for <laughs> you, yeah, three kids, all the work you're doing, you know, I think it's awesome though that because I I'm starting to kind of change my own personal opinions on songwriting in general, like the process and all of that. I mean, yes, there are the eight hour a day guys, you know, who have these perfect systems where they write on a very consistent basis. But for people that are doing other things, it's almost like the best song has come out of just moments that happen, you know, and mm-hmm. out of all of the busyness, you know, you're able to come up with this great idea. And then when you do have the time to sit down and work on it, you might have something really great, you know? Um, so, and I would say just to give you like an idea, um, my friend, Jenny Lee Riddle, who wrote the revelation song, mm-hmm. um, when she wrote the song, it was actually a day when she was ha- just having a rough day with her. Um, I think she might've had like one child at the time and, um, she put, you know, her kid down for a nap and sat at the piano and was like, you know, Mm. (laughs) and she just started uh, worshiping God and the song revelation song came out of that day, just a normal stressful (laughs) mom day, you know? Yeah. Uh, And now, you know, millions of people are singing it all over the world. So that's awesome. You don't have to be stuck in, in a, you know, room with another writer for four hours to write a great song. And you know what? And it's also just, that just tells me too, that God, he's the one, you know, it's like he, if he wants a song to be heard, if he wants a song to be great, he's going to make it happen no matter how much effort you put into it or not. And and (laughs) that's not the case probably for every song, but because some Mm -hmm. songs do take a lot of time, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, well, that's great, man. That's, that's exciting. So again, the songwriterscafe.com. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, obviously we've talked about your websites and everything else. Um, why don't you just remind people again, where they can go to find you. If this is the first time, that the folks listening to this particular episode have heard of Wisdom Moon, where would you direct folks? Uh, I would say you can go to allaboutworship.com and um, you can go to the About page and there's um, just bios of everyone involved. Um, So you can see my bio there and links to everything there. But um, I love using Twitter, which is um, at Wisdom Moon. And... Um, also Facebook is wisdom, A A W. Okay. But, um, but more than anything, I would say, you know, the best way to connect is all about worship and the songwriters cafe. Um, cause that's where I'm really more active on the worship and songwriting side. Um, the other stuff I tend to talk more about like personal stuff, you know, people mm-hmm. that people don't really care about. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again, wisdom for, for coming on the podcast today. I really 
really am excited about all that you're doing and uh, appreciate your time today, brother. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, I'm a listener of the podcast and I'm a fan of what you're doing. So thank you for the opportunity. Well, there are a couple of thoughts from that conversation that I just want to quickly highlight. And then I want to play just a short clip of the song, You Are My Hope, and uh, where you can also leave a tip on Noise Trade, get a copy of the song, and, and you can see that money go to help those who have really been going through it over in Moore, Oklahoma. Um, but to highlight a couple of things, number one, jumping on the worship music bandwagon. Wow, what a true reality. Um, a lot of folks seem to be doing this, and I think it's been going on for a few years now. Um, it's encouraging on one hand to know that music for the local church is really becoming more and more popular. But on the other, the world needs artists who are writing and releasing music about life, love, um, you know, commentaries on pop culture, politics, uh, from a biblical perspective. You know, the power of music to carry a message is awesome. And and so I feel like artists need to have permission to go for that and uh, to know that that not every artist is called to be a quote-unquote worship artist. Um, it's, it's like if you're a Christian and you play an instrument and sing, it's like the default thing to do or something. But um, So I would say this. Spend some time with some folks in your church praying and seeking God about where your giftings are supposed to lead you. Um, and, and then just, you know, I, I mentioned this in the interview, but you have two guys, Chris Tomlin on one side and Matt Carney on the other. Both guys love the Lord. They really are strong men of God. Um, Chris Tomlin is called to write songs and make music for the church. And Matt Carney is called to write songs and make music that, that draws people in. Um, you know, and, and by that, obviously, you, you know, you, I could see it, or I could hear a uh, devil's advocate saying something like, well, isn't the music in the church supposed to draw people in too? And, and yes, that's true. But um, yeah, there's a whole conversation for worship music being evangelistic. And I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about uh, two very different examples, Chris Tomlin and Matt Carney. So um, and I think there is a place for both. And I just want to encourage artists to really nail down which one of those two you might be called to do or something different and unique. But um, also, if you're a songwriter and you want to meet other writers, we talked about co-writing, you have several ways to do this. And uh, I'll just name a few here. Number one, online, of course. And you know that's what we're doing here at CMB and of course, allaboutworship.com. Um, if you go there, actually, there's a little tab that says songwriters. Click on that, and there are a lot of opportunities for writers. Um, and there are there is actually a long list of online opportunities that we could go into. Um, so that's number one, online. Reach out, meet some folks. It's amazing what the internet can do for us these days. Uh, number two, and I, I talk about this a lot, the local church. Talk to your worship guy. Talk to whoever's over your music ministry. If you're a worship pastor... If that's you, then then get the word out in your own church about gathering songwriters and just see who might be interested. And uh, so that's, yeah, local church, number two. Number three, other local groups. So in your own community, what is happening? Are there writers' nights? You know, the National Songwriters Association, um, which we'll leave a link again. We've, we've mentioned that a few times on this show. But um, you can find local chapters of that and get involved. Um, for those of you who are in the Greensboro uh, Triad, North Carolina area, uh, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Greensboro, Winston Salem, High Point, and everyone in between. Um, I encourage you guys to check out uh, Christian Music Blog once we go live here in June in a couple of weeks. 
um, I'm going to start getting the word out on a CMB Writers Night that we'll be doing here in Greensboro. And um, I'm excited about that. So if you guys are within, uh, you know, driving distance of, of that, then you can come be a part of that and, and begin to meet some folks. Co-writing is very good for your growth in your writing. And um, I was actually encouraged the other day, uh, one of the drummers here at Living Way Church, where I'm at, he um, he and his wife have just started recently, they've just started writing together. And uh, that is so cool. Talk to your spouse. Does your Does your spouse have any musical ability? Can you write together? Maybe they don't have... Maybe they don't have a musical ability. Maybe they're great with words and lyrics, and, and you need that in your songwriting. So talk to your spouse. Um, and, you know, if it's not the right time, just ask God to show you when the right time is and uh, ask him to open a door as far as timing because, you know, as, as we just talked about, there are certainly seasons where you are just slammed with other things and, and songwriting um, is just not possible. And that's why I love the Evernote songwriting method um, – freemusicgift.com. Go check that out. You can get that for free, the Evernote songwriting method. It's a, it's a great system for um, capturing ideas in your life, in your busy, busy life where you have no time to, to write. You know, So check that out, the Evernote songwriting method. Co-writing, that's what we're talking about. Sorry, I got, I got off because I got excited about the Evernote songwriting method. Uh, co-writing is exciting too. And uh, speaking of co-writing, I said I'd play that clip. So uh, here's here's a clip from the song You Are My Hope by Wisdom Moon and Chris Olson. If you guide me through the desert, I'll follow my rock and salvation. You are my hope. Yeah, just head over to All About Worship Music. I'm sorry, nope. Allaboutworship.com slash blog slash helping Oklahoma victims through music, I believe is what it is. But I will actually leave a link so you don't have to remember, remember all of that. I'll put a link in today's show notes and uh, you can get, get that from there. I love what they're doing. That's awesome. So yeah, again, all the notes for today's session can be found by going to Christian Music Blog. Dot com forward slash session 14. That's uh, today's show notes. And just to be clear, I had someone recently speak to me about how they did. They went to a show notes link that I had uh, put in the show. And um, of course, it just takes them straight to the landing page. If you're listening to all of this before the site goes live, it takes you directly to the root of christianmusicblog.com. And, and, and you can go to latest updates at the top of the page and uh, click there and you'll see all of the podcast episodes, and they're all labeled, you know, um, CMB014. That's what this one will be uh, with with the title of the podcast. So just want to be clear about that. You know, in the future, if you go to the christianmusicblog.com forward slash session 14, that will take you directly to the show notes. All right, my friends, that's it for episode 14. I want to just thank Wisdom again for being our guest today. 
Awesome, dude. Um, love what you're doing, man. Thank you again. Um, so everyone, head over to thesongwriterscafe.com and of course, allaboutworship.com. But if you head over to thesongwriterscafe.com and uh, check out that podcast for songwriting, it's awesome what they're doing. So, well, here we are. The site will be going live a week from today. Pretty wild how time flies. You won't want to miss this very special launch episode next week with Robbie C. from the Robbie C. Band. We talked about a lot of great things that I know will serve Christian music makers. Also, tune in on how you can win a $200 gift certificate to Sweetwater Music. That's all in session 15 next week on the CMB Podcast. That's how we're kicking off the new site, and I'm excited to have you join us here at ChristianMusicBlog.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the CMB Podcast. For more valuable content, including helpful articles and video, visit ChristianMusicBlog.com.